He who saves one life saves the world entire. And the most important life to save is your own. After all, it's the place where you have the most power. So join shadow worker and trauma therapist Laura Giles each week on It's Not You, It's Me. We'll uncover what's in shadow and learn the things you need so you can heal yourself, grow yourself, know yourself, love yourself, be yourself, and share yourself. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's time to drop the self-sabotage and limiting beliefs. A healthy, abundant, connected life is an option. Choose it. Subscribe. And let's start manifesting it. Have you ever had a relationship that started out really good, feels so wonderful to be with this person, then over time, little things start to happen that just tear the whole relationship apart. And by the time you finish with the relationship, you're just like, oh, I never want to do that again. And then you get with someone else who is exactly the same. And you may not realize it. You may go into it feeling like, oh, this is so different. It's going to be so good. But it's the same relationship. Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. So today my guest is Marilyn Penny, and she is going to share her tips for how to avoid that and how to break those toxic relationship patterns. So here she is. Hi, Marilyn. I appreciate you being here and can't wait to dive into breaking toxic relationship patterns, new partner, same relationship. So can you tell us how you became a relationship coach? Hi, Laura. Sure. Um, I actually sort of started diving into general life coaching as part of my journey because I had always, I'd been in hospitality for many years and I'd done career coaching and just general life coaching with, with all of the teams that I worked with. So it just sort of made sense to me and all the things that I had done in my life. Um, I, as part of my journey too, I discovered the Akashic Records and what I could learn from them in terms of how we relate to ourselves, how we relate to other people. And for my own story, because I was in a 25-year marriage that was long over, and uh, I finally got the courage to leave. And I was in my 50s at that time. And, you know, it was very scary, but it was in a way, it was very freeing. And after five years, I was ready to, I was ready to love again. I was ready to find love. I knew that there was a lot more and I wanted to experience that. So um, I did. So I was like, wow, this is great. I want to help other people really understand what's happening in the relationships, what's holding them back, what blocks are they carrying around from past relationships that are impeding them from moving on. So, so were there anything in particular that you learned from your process of, of breaking up a marriage that was really instrumental in in helping you to evolve as a coach? Well, from a a trauma perspective, um, I went through a lot of clinical depression. So I, in trying to figure that out, I changed everything in my life except my marriage. You know, I changed jobs, we moved, we bought a lot of stuff, we, you know, filled our life with stuff and that seemed to make us happy temporarily. And then it just took a lot of time, several years, actually, for me to figure out, oh, it's actually the marriage because I am not being my authentic self. 
and that was one of your relationship mistakes. You, I was just only showing a small part of myself or I was putting a mask on for, for my partner and that wasn't working. And, it, and honestly, I think he was doing the same for me. I think we were just kind of hanging on because we had been together so long and we couldn't face it. We couldn't really face what was going on. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest thing is in my new relationship, I find it's just completely different. It's, it's just, it just felt so easy and comfortable. And I had already found my authentic self. I had never lived alone before I left my marriage. And just having that time by myself to figure out what I like to do and what I realized that I was either doing what my parents had suggested I do or the way they do things. And then I went right into a husband telling me what to do and how he does things. And I was like, wait a second, how does Marilyn like to do things? What do I like to do? And it took me a while to figure that out, but it was an important part of the journey. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And in, in my, um, I don't know if you, I guess it is coaching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have this, um, I don't like the whole stages thing because I think life's dynamic. There, I mean, if you're going to go yeah. stage, I, in my opinion, you got to go big picture. And so in my stages, before you can relate to anybody, you have to do the you stuff because you can't show up as you if you don't know who that is. So well, I, no, and you end up being the person that that other person wants. And you yeah. even talk about that in your mistakes. And actually, I was working with someone just recently who just would go from relationship to relationship to relationship, couldn't be alone, couldn't be single. And yeah. now he's realizing, oh, okay, now I realize why they're not working out is because yeah. I'm not taking that time. Mm -hmm. Do you see some patterns that, you know, some big picture things? So so what's your 30 uh, list? But not maybe not 30, <laughs> but maybe like three or five top things that you see that, that a lot of people get into as a relationship mistake or pattern. I think a lot of it, comes down to imbalance it's you know and I listened to something I saw something on, on Instagram that said you know sometimes you need to be the tambourine player in your relationship and sometimes you're going to be the front person the singer so but shifting in and out of that but as long as you're not the tambourine player all the time or you're not the front person all the time so there is a balance but I like supporting in my relationships and I think that's important that at times in your life that you're supporting that person and maybe it is a little imbalance but then you swing the balance the other way and, and as long as there's some comfort there and there's a clear understanding as to how you're supporting each other um, that's key and um, conditionality is huge and that comes up in all of my readings because people are really bending themselves into pretzels and becoming someone they think other people will accept and like I think maybe you said that it just it's not sustainable because the guy who woos the girl and marries her but then ends up watching football when he used to like going shopping with her well yeah he's because that's the real him right. <laughs> it's like yeah. you know and and being your authentic self and it and you kind of know because it's exhausting when you're not being your true self like I know going through depression and trying to be happy for a period of time, an event, a family function, and I would be flat out for a couple of days because I knew that I was pushing. I was trying to be someone I, I clearly wasn't. Mm -hmm. so, and having that support. I mean, there are times in your life, we were together 30 years and I was, I had depression maybe 
apply for six of those years wow. and I wasn't supported. I, I was incredible. I was like, oh my God, I have done so much supporting in this relationship and now I need it and it's not there. So you you need to find that out. And it's hard to find that out in a new relationship, right? Because you're not always going through things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my father actually passed about a year after I started my new relationship. And it was very sudden and it was very, it was quite traumatic. He was, he was in great shape and he just, we were all happy of the way he passed. But my, my boyfriend was like, the flowers were there. Like, like within a day, the flowers were there. He was physically with me. He just supported me through the whole thing. And I was like, man, I really, you really notice when someone just gets it. They just know to support you. They don't have to talk a lot. They just have to say, I'm here for you, whatever you need. And that was just so beautiful. And I think that comes from doing your own work too, because you kind of wake up and notice, what do I need? Well, maybe this person needs that too. Yes. Yes, right. And that some, sometimes we shift into a bit of modeling behavior where we're yeah. trying to do for others that we want done for us. And that, that kind of backfires, right? Because they don't really get what you're doing. Because <laughs> you're like, you keep buying, you keep buying me flowers. Why are you doing that? And the one thing, one thing that you had said was that acknowledgement. So acknowledgement in a relationship. And I sort of that made me really made me think of um, significant too, like being acknowledged, but also being being significant. Being when you're in a partnership with someone, and even a primary friendship, like that person needs to feel important to you. And yeah. so you're not, you know, when you're talking to them on the phone, you're not unloading the dishwasher. You're not eating your lunch. Well, I'm like can you wait until you have a few minutes to actually talk to me and give me your full attention? Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. let's just do it another time. It's, you know, it's totally fine. So it's stuff like that, time. that's, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. It's not, it's never the big things. It's always the little things that add up and cause the breakdown. So people don't always recognize the little things because they're waiting for the big shoe to drop. And it's like, just sort of dies out and you just think oh that's a shame we didn't notice so you had said in my readings can you tell me about your readings what do you mean by that and um, so for a relationship reading I actually go into a soul record so into the Akashic records which are you're familiar with Akashic records right in the fifth dimension the internet for the soul so I actually go into and if I'm doing a single reading like for someone who's single and they just want to release some blocks I'll find out who they are at soul level um, their personalities their divine gifts so I'm like are, are you expressing your divine gifts because that's going to unlock abundance for you that's going to make you show up not only for yourself but for other people in your relationship so if you're unhappy in your job and unhappy um in where you live or you're you know you have all these little things in your life getting a relationship is not going to fix all those things right so so let's take a look at what what is really causing you some angst and then i actually dig into what your life lesson is for a relationship what supports you um for somebody i just did his life lesson was temperance so that was very much speaking to balance your relationships and he admitted none of his relationships had had any balance. He was always Superman. He was always doing the healing and the, you know, and I said, well, that relationship isn't healthy. That's your signpost. 
Um, and then I'll pull up the blocks and say, okay, at a certain age, this happened to you, or you took a vow of stay silent so you don't speak up in relationships. And these are things that we can actually clear in the records um, so that they can move on and have a bit of release and then get more in line with a happy and healthy relationship. So for so people who might not be following what you're saying, it mm -hmm. sounds like you're saying that what's going on in our lives is not just about here and now and the choices that I'm making right now. It, there's more to it than that. Yeah, there's a root cause typically. So when you have a pattern in a relationship, when you keep meeting the same person over and over, you keep meeting different people, but having those same relationship patterns, that comes from something. It comes from a past relationship. It could be in a past life too. Like you may have had a past lifetime where um, say you were, you had, um, you were unfaithful and then you're having this repeating pattern of attracting partners who are unfaithful to you. It's like you're, you're, you know, beating yourself up for that. So you're attracting partners that are going to do that to you. So we need to release that from that past life and say, okay, that's gone now. The story doesn't obviously doesn't go away, but the block can be released and say, now you can continue on and and try to to do it differently now from from this point on no matter how old you are you're 20 yeah. or you're 60 or you know yeah yeah when I was really young I um did a past life regression mm -hmm. and saw all these patterns and I think when you're it's one thing to, to be living your life it, it where I was I was totally blind to everything that was going on you know it's your life and it should be obvious because it's you but it's really not until you have some sort of thing to shine a light on it and it was really illuminating for me and I think it helped me to avoid a lot of mistakes but when I'm doing it for someone else it's the same patterns over and over again it really is the same relationship different day different person or different lifetime Yes. So how do you have any advice for people for how they can wake up and see their patterns? Well, and that's part of what I do in my work is actually I identify the patterns so that we can break some of that. So if you, you know, had given your power away and you have a constraint showing up like something that's or if you have like a, a healing contract with someone, so you've bound yourself to another soul in a previous relationship and you're still kind of stuck with them you're still kind of bound to them and then you start attracting people that you want to heal in relationships and you become that sort of person that's something that we work on releasing so that you don't have that tendency anymore but sometimes it does take some time to recognize the patterns because you quite often need to get in another relationship and another relationship and someone outside of yourself needs to tell you sometimes right because you don't see it yourself and then you're talking to someone about these relationships and they notice it yeah. some people yeah. are very attuned and notice patterns and some people just they just don't they just they they fall in love with the idea of falling in love right and it's like oh I really wanted that to work in it I don't know why it didn't and I you know and then a friend might tell you well it's because you keep doing the same things over and over <laughs> yeah I think we lack objectivity you know we we don't see ourselves mm -hmm. clearly I think we live in I don't know fantasy maybe rose-colored glasses hope <laughs> I think there's all different kinds of reasons why why we're not objective 
and and it definitely helps to have a third party say hey you know look look at this thing um yeah, and i think it's being bound what do you mean by that so when a soul when you have a soul contract so if it's a protection contract say or a healing contract it means that you at one point you you decided at a soul level to be bound to another soul to protect so if that's impeding your current relationships, I had a, I had a client who had a healing contract and, and it was at a certain age and we couldn't figure it out. It took a little while, but then she realized it was, she was changing jobs and she was becoming too attached to the people that she was working with in her job. And it was really impacting her relationship. And it was like this huge light bulb went off and went, Oh, I, I get it now. I get that my tendency is, but I'm, doing it with all these other people and my relationship is so so it's just kind of yeah it's hugely illuminating i i love the work because it really gets very specific it says okay at this age what was going on <laughs> who were you with what kind of relationship was going on there and most people are pretty like oh i didn't i didn't realize that that was hanging on or or something like an energetic cord or an energetic hook that is attached to a chakra it's in your heart chakra and it's like oh this has been hanging on this person has been hanging on to me all these years and it's not letting me be fully free with a new relationship that's a really good point because i think we can power through something and change the outside but if you're not changing the inside you are still energetically connected to that thing yeah i think we see that a lot i see that a lot when um people have uh negative childhoods yeah and you know they move out they go on they do their thing and they say oh it was a long time ago but in their heart it's not healed yet so when they go back home for christmas you have all this chaos and it's like where is this coming from i moved on but you really haven't yeah consciously you've pushed through but i tell people it's like pushing a boulder up a hill like you're yeah. you're doing yeah. it but subconsciously and deep down in your energetic body that stuff is still sitting there. Like I'm removing things from people who've been carrying stuff around for 20, 30 years. And they finally say, oh my gosh, I've, I have finally let that go. I have finally realized what I was holding on to. And they feel lighter. They feel energetically more buoyant and more, you know, more themselves, essentially. I want people to be authentic in their relationships. And when this healing happens, what kinds of things do you typically see on the outside? Um, I, I actually worked with someone who looked like, looked brighter, like even at the end of a session and you probably see this too yeah. with your work, yeah. right? It's just yeah. like, they, they kind of light up. Like they just feel like, oh, okay. I finally, because it comes with some understanding and awareness and you know that they were, they were ready, right. For that work. They were ready to let that go. They just didn't know quite how to do it. Cause a lot of people do a lot of different therapies, a lot of different things. And you know, you don't know what's going to flip the switch. So you just, and my advice is always just keep trying things. Like when I was in deep, dark depression, I just kept trying things. I did not give up. I just, if that wasn't the right person or the right therapist or the right healer, we didn't have a lot of this healing stuff 25 years ago. I didn't know about it. So I didn't have that luxury, but I think now we're just have so much more that's out there so you're never alone there's a lot of people that are ready to help and it's it's wonderful yeah it's a very good point that 
you know, there's not a one size fits all thing. There's not somebody who can heal everybody. You do have to try different things and you never know what that thing is going to be for you. Totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a personal story or a favorite client story that just lights up your heart about how this change work? Well, I worked with, actually, it was two women that were quite close friends and they had both had trouble with relationships and it was over um I mean probably a year and a half and they kind of had done all my readings they really liked what I did so clearing space and doing soul realignment and then digging into relationship readings because they both kind of wanted to be in relationships but there was hesitation there because they weren't quite ready or they didn't feel that they were they knew what they wanted right or they were in relationships that kept breaking down so um after a year and a half I mean I I sort of learned that they were both in relationships. And then I did relationship readings with them and their new partners, which was really fun. So I had done a relationship reading just with them and then each of them with their partners, which is really cool. Um, and then they're both, you know, off living together now. So it's just like this whole process of, wow, like it's, it's not one step. It is, it is a multi-pronged approach, but still it's like, and for some people it's one reading and for some people it's six or for some, you know, like you say, in any healing situation it we don't know how long it's going to take or we don't know what the outcome is going to be so that detachment is really important to just say you know what i'm open i'm ready to clear what i need to clear um at this time and and attract what's right for me what's best for me so how did you decide on this modality as something that you wanted to do versus because you tried all these things why this one well, I life coaching very much called to me and I took training in that first. And then I came across the Akashic Records training. And first of all, the 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 woman who taught the course, Andrea Hess, I just really liked her practicality because I'm a business person. I spiritual, I didn't do any of that when I was young, right? It was like I was in my 40s or 50s already. And I said, What is this? What is this? I don't know what this is. <laughs> you know, but it was just so exciting and it was just so practical. So the life coaching aspect was more like questions and talking, but a client actually said to me, um, I, I love this stuff because I don't have to ask you the questions. I don't have to come up with the answers. You're telling me my soul is actually, I say, yeah, your soul is actually telling me what you need to release. So I, I love that because that's sort of like, I can lead them and say, I don't have the power to release this for you. I can request it. It's your, still your free will and still your action that's going to make the change. But it's just, it just opens them up. So I just, yeah, I love that part of it, that it's, it's just very specific for me and it works for me. Yeah. I love that too. Um, I'm, I'm a kind of person I, I'm skeptical. I try everything, <laughs> but I am skeptical. I trust my own intuition. I trust my own experience. And if it's, that's one of the reasons why I got into past life regression, because nobody was telling me my story. I was telling it to myself. You know, I'm seeing it for myself. And I think that's really important because it's a way of not giving your power away. Yes. And I, I'm a, very clear about that, that I don't I don't want people to come to me every week for five years. I want them to, you know, come and have a reading and then go do your life. I do have 21 days of homework. Um, and I talk about past life regression because it's not, that's not really what I do. I will find blocks in past lives and then I channel the stories. And the stories are quite remarkable because they 
will have repeated for you in some way. And sometimes we have to do a little bit of figuring out where where is that coming back for you? And where is, you know, like I had someone who there was an accident, like car accident in the story. So well, I've never, I've never experienced that. And I don't, and then we're talking and it's like 20 minutes later, he says, oh, my, you know, my aunt died in a, in a, in a really sad, tragic car accident. I went, boom, there it is. <laughs> so it really does like all the pieces kind of fall together and it's, and it's really fun. And I do, I do practical past life stories. Like I don't say you're in Egypt and it's the 1700s. I say, you know what, you're driving down the road, you have a cell phone. Like I, I just do it that way. And, and people seem to really relate to that. And like there's past life regression, which is different. And, and that's important too. This is just a whole different approach, which, you know, yeah. it's kind of cool. Do you have any interesting new projects going on? Um, well, I'm, I'm, I've put together a, a relationship guide about finding love again, because I really feel that, um, now like I'm going to be 60 next year. And I just, I had no idea that I could start over again. I always wanted to, I always felt like when my marriage was coming to an end. I'm like, I'm only 50. And I think I have more. I think, I think I could do this again, so to speak. Right. I think I could. and. And I did. So I'm really trying to to just get people to understand that it's not over. Like even people like my friends who I grew up with that are in their 50s and 60s are kind of coasting. And I'm like, what? I'm just I'm just starting over. Like I literally reinvented myself in my 50s. And I think I highly recommend it. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's what I that's what I really want people to do. And I mean, maybe I'll write. A book about my story I, I don't know I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna sort of be open to what next yeah I think I think getting old is about trading comfort for love and risk mm. and growth and curiosity and all of those things which I as I look around I see a lot of people do that the first time I went back to um to see my high school friends I was shocked at how old some of them appeared I'm like, oh, okay, we're the same age. What happened? And I think it's because the, of that fear and just not being open to love. And and when I'm talking about love, I don't necessarily mean romantic relationships. I mean, just like being in love with life and being yeah. in love with yourself and, and, you know, just living the act of living. And I think this, the love piece is so important. And I'm um, when you say that you're a love coach, <laughs> you know, other people find love. To me, that's just so juicy. I love that. I know. I know. I, know. <laughs> I think it's cool. And I think too that, um, you know, people are afraid. They're afraid to turn 50 and 60 and 70 and 80. And, and then you'll find these gems, these people who are like, oh, I did like Louise Hay. I just started taking art classes and dancing in her you know, 60s, 70s. She started her company, I think, when she was in her 50s. And, and I think too, I think part of it is understanding that this isn't it. Like a lot of people just think this is our life and, you know, we do this and then we die and then it's done. I'm like, no, no, you're coming back. You might come back. <laughs> so you want to learn as much as you can, because when you come back, then you can have a more easeful experience next time. You've learned some of your lessons, you've processed some stuff, and then you can have fun. I had a client who... I had said, well, you know, we clear all this stuff up and then maybe you can have a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And he actually said it was a relationship reading. And he actually said, I'm having my vacation lifetime this lifetime. I said, oh, well, that's that's great. Do you ever get anybody who has an easy life? Um, I do. I, I think that a lot of it is they're, they're happy with almost everything, but there's one thing that they're just not, they're just kind of not figuring it out. They just feel like they're stuck, but they don't know why. Like they like their job and the relationship is okay. And they're like, but there's something missing. And it could be that sort of aspect of we are not just a 3D body. I think they're just sort of coming into a spiritual awareness of, oh, we're a soul. Oh, there's more than just this body and in this life. So, so that's really wonderful to see. And part of it is awareness too. And I, you know, so I don't like digging things up, but I said, we dig things up a little bit so that we can let them go. So, you know, don't dwell on it because some people feel really sad when I tell them a sad past life story. I said, it's, it's okay. It happened. Here's what we need to learn from it. And then we need to let that go. And, and then you can move on and you still have lots of life left. So not over till it's over. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. it's important to keep living till the last minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love being young at heart and, you know, and just, just, and I think like I talked to somebody else too, a few weeks ago about you just, you kind of become ageless. Like you stop aging. And like you were saying, your people you grew up with are kind of feeling that heaviness and they're aging physically but you're doing all this healing work and you look gorgeous like you're just bright and we're not we stop aging you know physically which is good so I'm sure there's people who are like I gotta do this reading so, so tell me how they can get in touch with you <laughs> sure so um lifeguidecoaching.ca is my um, website and you can find me on socials at Life Guide Coaching on Instagram, Facebook. And I also have a free guide um, to um, finding love again. And it's a guide to attracting a healthy relationship. And that is just, um, sorry, lifeguidecoaching.ca slash relationships. So go on and take a look at the guide and, and then reach out to me and we can chat and, and do some readings and clear some blocks. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah. So everybody, this is Marilyn Penny. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. And I'm so happy to have the chance to chat with you. So go to her website and don't forget to come back here too next week. So you can uh, subscribe to our channel and you'll get the next episode next week. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help the podcast thrive, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Laura Giles, you can follow her on all her socials at Laura Giles 804. See you next time.